This Mishnah is a direct continuation of the previous Mishnah, which discusses somebody who sells a field to somebody else, and what is included in the sale of that field. So the previous Mishnah mentioned what is included, and now the Mishnah says, But the following things are not included in the sale of the field. Stones which are not for the sake of the field itself. They're not there waiting to be built as a wall around the field. They just happen to be in the field. Reeds in a vineyard which are not for the sake of the vines. They're not being used to keep the vines straight and for the vines to grow around them. So if they're not being used for that, then they're not considered to be part of the field at all. They're just like a regular object which can be moved about within the field. Produced grain, which has been detached from the ground, is also no longer considered to be part of the field. However, in a case where the seller tells the buyer that I'm selling you the field, it and everything which is inside of it, and then all of these things would be included in the sale. That having been said, says Mishnah, whether he did or didn't say that it should include everything which is inside of it as well, he has not included an area where there are lots of concentrated reeds. There are reeds growing very, very close to each other, and lots of them. If there is an area like that, which is at least the base reva, at least the area of the base reva, then it's considered to be something very significant within it, in and of itself, such that it is no longer considered secondary to the field at all. And even if you say that you're selling the field and everything inside of it, since this thing has very big significance within itself, we don't look at it as part of the field, and it would not be included, even if you said that you were selling the field and the things which are inside of the field. But it's Hashemira nor is the guard's hut sold together with the field, if it has been made with clay and cement, if it's a proper fixed structure, then it carries with it a lot of, a lot of significance and it is not secondary to the field. A carob tree which has been grafted, they would graft the other trees to the carob tree once it was quite big and mature, and at that stage it is considered so large and significant that it's not secondary to the field. Nor the trunk of a sycamore tree. We're talking about a sycamore tree once the branches have been cut off. That would occur once again once the sycamore tree was very large and had been fully matured. And so now it was considered very significant within itself. So it wouldn't be sold together with the field. Velosa bar, a pit of water. Also isn't sold with the field. Velosa gas, a wine press which is situated in the field is not sold with it. Velosa shavach. A bird hut is not sold with it. Whether these three, th- these three things are destroyed, they're desolate, they're not being used, meaning the pit is empty of water, or the bird hut doesn't have any birds in it, or there aren't grapes and wine in the wine press, or whether they are settled and being used, in either case, they are not included in the sale of the field. Now, the next part of the Mishnah is going to be identical to a part of the Mishnah which we saw towards the beginning of the Perak. That according to the first opinion of the Mishnah of Tzorik the seller needs to go and then buy the rights of passageway to get to his pit or his wine press, whatever it may be, that he has in the middle of this field because he sold the entire field around it. He just didn't sell this thing which is situated in the middle of the other person's field now. So how can he get there? The answer is he'll need to buy back the right to get there. 
the Rabbi Akiva that is the opinion of Rabbi Akiva, because according to Rabbi Akiva, Moicher ba'ayin yofe Moicher. When somebody sells something, he sells it generously. So we assume that he gives away a lot, and this time he gave it away, and didn't leave for himself the right to get there, unless of course he specified that he was leaving that right to himself. He does not need to go and buy back the right of passageway to get to that thing in the middle of his field, because according to the Chachomim, Moicher ba'ayin ro'o Moicher. Somebody does not sell things with a generous eye. And so the assumption is that you would have left uh, the rights to passageway to yourself. And the mission adds, already we Rakiva, the Rakiva agrees, in a situation where the seller said that I'm selling you the field except for these items. For example, except for the pit. If you think about it, he doesn't have to say that. We already learned in the Mishnah that even if he doesn't specify anything, the pit, for example, wouldn't be sold together with the field. So the fact that he is specifying that I'm not selling you that, we take that to mean that he is retaining for himself the rights to that pit and the ability to get there. And therefore, in such a situation, even Rabbi Akiva agrees that he would not need to go back to the buyer and buy from him the right of passageway to get to his pit. Alright, now what happens if a different, in, we have a different case now, somebody owns a field and, in, and inside that field is a pit, in the middle of the field, and he sells only the pit to somebody else. He keeps the field for himself this time and he sells the pit. What happens if he sells the, the item in the middle of the field to somebody else? Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva says, The buyer does not need to, in addition to that, buy the right of passageway to get to that pit. Because it's included in the original sale, since Rabbi Akiva holds that a seller sells things generously. So it's assumed that the rights of passageway is included in the sale. That's not true. The buyer does need to go, and in addition to that, if it wasn't specified at the time of the sale, he needs to buy the right of passageway. Since we don't assume that it was included in the original sale, since a seller does not sell generously. Now, the mission is now going to say a qualification for pretty much the entire Perek, where we've been discussing what's included in different sales. Talmud Ramamur asks the Mishnah, when is all of this said? The Moicher, specifically regarding somebody who is selling the field or whatever it may be. But if somebody is giving a gift to somebody else, then everybody agrees that somebody who gives a gift is giving it generously, even more than somebody who is selling something. And therefore, all of the various things which are listed in the Mishnah, which wouldn't necessarily be included in a sale, they would be included in the case of a gift. Alright, another example where the limitations of the sales which we've been discussing throughout this parak would not apply is Ha'achin Shecholku. Brothers who inherited their father and split the inheritance. Zohu Basode, as soon as one of them takes ownership of a field, of a particular field, Zohu Bakulam, he has gained ownership and sort of clarified that the part of inheritance which he's going to receive is that field and everything which is inside of the field. Hamachzabunasagir is somebody who takes ownership of the property of a convert who died. A convert, unless he got married once he converted, has no relatives, halachically speaking. So if he dies, then his property becomes ownerless. So Herzik Basode, as soon as somebody takes ownership of the field which belonged to this convert, Herzik Bukulam, he acquires everything which is in that field, even if it's something very significant, like a pit, for example, because he's not buying it from somebody else. It's ownerless, and therefore there is nothing withholding him from acquiring it all. And the final example, Amakdash Asasode, one who designates a field to Hekdash, 
to the Beis HaMikdosh, Hikdash as Kulam. He has designated everything inside of that field to the Beis HaMikdosh, because that he certainly does generously. However, Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon says that Hamakdash is Asodeh, one who designates his field to the Beis HaMikdosh, is very similar to a sale, as if you're sort of selling it to the Beis HaMikdosh. And according to Rabbi Shimon, the only extra thing which he has given to the Beis HaMikdosh, which would not be included in a regular sale of the field, is a carob tree, even once it's been grafted, and a sycamore tree trunk. Even though these things are very big and significant within themselves, one who gives something to Hekdash does it slightly more generously than one who sells something. However, there are still limitations in such a case as well. Perek Hamish Aleph. This Perek continues the exact same discussion as in the previous Perek. What is included in the, in the sale of different items? Amrechis Asfina, one who sells a ship, Moches Atoyren. He is included in, the, in that sale. The mast, Vesanis, and the actual sale, Vesa Oigen, and the anchor, Veskalaman Higinosa, and all of the things which are needed to lead the ship, meaning the oars. All of these things are totally necessary and an essential part of the ship. But he is not included in the sale the slaves, literally. That's referring to the people, the workers, who would perhaps use the oars or they would be working on the ship. They're certainly not considered to be secondary to the ship or part of the ship in any way. Neither has he sold the sacks which are used to put whatever is being transported in the ship, Vlois Antiki. Antiki refers to the actual things which are being transferred in the ship. Again, these are certainly not considered to be, to be part of the ship. By coincidence, they're in the ship in order that the ship can take them to, some, to somewhere else, but they would not be included in the sale of a ship. It was Manchur Marloi. However, in a case where the seller told the buyer that he is selling him the ship, as well as everything inside of the ship, then all of these things would be included in the sale. Next, Mochres HaKorin, if somebody sells a wagon, like Mochres HaProdois, he is not included in that the mules which pull the wagon, even though the word Korin, which literally means wagon, was also used to refer to the wagon together with the mules. When the mules are pulling the wagon, we refer to all of it together as a Korin. And in fact, the Gemara says that if indeed the mules are attached to the wagon at the time that they make this agreement, then the understanding is that the mules are included in, in the sale. Nevertheless, the Mishnah is talking about a case where the mules are not connected to the wagon, and therefore we understand Korain to mean the wagon, and only that would be sold, and not the mules which are pulling the wagon. Moches HaProdois. If he sold the mules, le Moches HaKorain, he has not sold a wagon together with the mules. Moches HaTzemed, if somebody sells a yoke, a yoke is a particular piece of wood, which would be placed on an animal whilst it is working in the field. And the Mishnah says that if you sell that, you have not sold any animal together with the Tzemed. And if you sell an animal, then you have not included in that the yoke. Now, what's the Mishnah trying to tell us? If people don't use the word Tzemed to refer to animals, then obviously the animal won't be included in the sale. And the same vice versa. And if Tzemed is used to refer to the yoke together with the animal, then it should be included in the sale. What's going on? So the Gemara explains that we're talking about a location where the majority of people refer to only a yoke as a tzemed and only an animal as a bokar. However, there are a number of people in that location. There is a minority of people who use the word tzemed to refer to the yoke together with the animal. And they use the word bokar to refer to the yoke or to both of them together, whatever it may be. So the Mishnah is telling us that we go according to the majority, and a tzemed only refers to the yoke, and a bokar only refers to the animal. 
Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda says, The amount of money which is being paid can tell us and reveal to us what is included in the sale. Kate said, how so? What's an example? Oh my lord. If the buyer says to the seller, Sell me your yoke, your tzemed, for 200 zuz. Says the Mishnah, It's very well known that a yoke is not worth 200 zuz. 200 zuz is enough to support somebody for a year. So it's clear that he's also including in that the animal. So even though in terms of the word that he said, he said the word which refers to a yoke more generally, but if he suggests such a high price, then it's clear that he's referring to the animal together as with it as well. That having been said, the amount of money which he is paying is not a proof, and only the yoke itself would be included in the sale. One who sells a donkey has not sold together with it the utensils, the things which the donkey would use in order to carry things. If it would, let's say, have sacks on top of the donkey in order to put things inside of it when the donkey will transport those things, those are not considered to be secondary to the donkey or a intrinsic part of the donkey, and therefore they are not included. However, the riding material, the saddle, for example, the things which are needed for riding the donkey, that would be included in a sale because according to the Tanakama, the main use and purpose of a donkey is for riding. On the other hand, Nachamamodi says, Mohar Kalov, he has sold the sacks and whatever the donkey would use to carry things, because the main function, according to Nachamamodi, of a donkey is for carrying and transporting things, not for riding it. Sometimes they would be sold together with the animal, together with the donkey, and sometimes they wouldn't be sold together with it. It depends, Kate said, how so, on what does it depend? If there was a donkey in front of him, the Khilavalov, and it's things the the sacks were on top of the donkey. And the buyer says to the seller, Sell me this donkey of yours. In that case, because he is pointing to this specific donkey, that implies that he wants this donkey in the situation that it's in. It right now has sacks on top of it. That's what I want. That is what I am buying, and therefore Harikil of Mukhurin, then these items on the donkey would be included in the sale. On the other hand, if he sees the donkey and he asks the seller, Khamayahu, is this your donkey? In that case, we see that he's not so interested in this specific donkey, together with its exact situation, whatever is on it right now. He's interested in the donkey, and he's asking, is this your donkey, so I can buy it from you? He's talking specifically about the donkey, and therefore in Kirov Mukhurin, the utensils, the items on top of the donkey which he would use for carrying, would not be included in the sale. One who sells a donkey, he has sold a baby donkey with it, meaning we're talking about a case where you sell a female mother donkey who has a very young, newly born child. So the Mishnah says that the baby donkey is included in the sale. Whereas Mokhez Aporah, if he sold a mother cow, then Lo Mokhez he is not sold together with the cow, the cow's baby cow, the calf. And the Gemara explains that the exact this, uh, case which we're talking about is where the buyer said to the seller that he wants to buy a nursing donkey, or a nursing cow. So when it comes to the cow, the fact that he wants a nursing cow is not necessarily proof that he wants the cow together with its child. It could be he wants the cow for its milk. And that's why he's asking for a nursing cow. And therefore, the child of the cow is not included. However, when it comes to the donkey, which does not produce milk, it is clear that when he asks for a 
nursing donkey, he's interested in a donkey together with its child. Right, continues the Mishnah Ashba. If somebody sells a Ashba, which is a big container designated for placing dung in that container, in order that the dung stay there and turn into manure and fertilizer, which can be used in the fields. And Mocha Zivla says the Mishnah, the manure which is inside of this big container is included in the sale. Mocha Bur, if somebody sells a pit, Mocha Meimov, he has sold the water which is inside of the pit. Mocha Kaveres, if somebody sells a beehive, Mocha Dvorim, he has sold the bees together with it. Mocha Shevach, if somebody sells a bird hat, Mocha Yonim, he has sold the birds, the doves with the bird hat as well. One who buys that which is produced in a bird hut from somebody else. For example, he says that any birds which will be born in this bird hut in the next year, I am buying from you and they'll belong to me. He needs to make sure that he, after the year, there'll still be doves left in the bird hut. And therefore, the first pair of doves which are born, he needs to allow them to fly, meaning he cannot take them for himself, so that once he leaves after a year, the bird hut will continue being there with birds, giving birth to new birds, etc. And he needs to do this because he hasn't got the right to more than a year. Peris Caveras, so somebody sells that which is produced by a beehive, whatever bees will be produced there. So the Mishra says, The buyer takes the first three swarm of bees. Every few days, the beehive produces another swarm of bees. So the first three times, the buyer can keep those, and after that, they would take it in turns. Every other swarm, the buyer would keep, and every other swarm, the seller would keep. If somebody sells honeycombs, and again, he's selling the honeycombs which will be produced over the next year, for example, in the beehives, he needs to leave for the seller two honeycombs in order not to totally take them away, so that once he leaves after a year, the honeycombs will continue to be produced. And finally, if somebody buys zesim lockites, olive trees, in order to cut down the branches for the sake of wood, since he has not bought the tree itself, but only the rights to the wood which is produced by the tree, he needs to leave two branches there uncut so that the actual tree remains there and can continue producing more branches for the future once that year has ended.